Each of you is already a part of the body of Christ. Treat one another that way and live into that calling. Many of us know the story of Mother Teresa. She was a faithful woman who spent her entire life serving the poor, the sick, the orphaned, and the dying in Calcutta. She devoted her life to helping those who were unable to help themselves. She began the missionaries of charity to care for, in her own words, the hungry, the naked, the homeless, the crippled, the blind, the lepers, all those people who feel unwanted, unloved, uncared for throughout society. People that have become a burden to society and are shunned by for she cared deeply about others. During her time as the head of the Missionaries of Charity Ordered, she suffered multiple heart attacks. But she went on undeterred. She loved and loved and loved some more. Mother Teresa understood that she was already a part of the body of Christ. She treated others that way, and she faithfully lived into that calling. Today's scripture reading, which is a continuation of the scripture reading last week, the Apostle Paul is speaking to the Corinthian church, which was experiencing considerable division. People were jealous of one another's gifts and abilities. Fighting and quarreling broke out. Arguing and frustration sprung up and eventually led to division, to a divided community. Certain gifts and abilities were viewed as higher esteemed and more important within the life of the community than others. People were looked down upon because they did not measure up to the societal expectations placed upon them by others. There were insiders and outsiders. There were those who did belong and those who didn't belong. But the Apostle Paul says, each of you is already a part of the body of Christ. Treat one another that way and live into that calling. Some of the people were filled with pride, thinking that their gifts and abilities were the best, while others did not think that they had much to offer the community of faith. You see, Paul was cautioning them not to view one spiritual gift as the defining essence of what it means to be a Christian. To define a true Christian as one who speaks in tongues is as foolish as defining the body only as a foot. To demand the gift of prophecy for every Christian is as bizarre as seeing the body as only an arm. All of the gifts are necessary for the body to be whole and healthy. Paul was writing this letter to encourage the people in Corinth that they were already the body of Christ. Some preachers have used this passage through the years to talk about how we need to become the body of Christ. But unfortunately, they've missed out on what Paul was actually saying. Paul was saying, each of you is already a part of the body of Christ. Treat one another that way. And live into that calling. And yet, the people in Corinth's lives didn't represent this truth that Paul was trying to help them understand. Many looked down on their sisters and brothers in Christ because they didn't measure up to the expectations that they placed upon them. And those 
who did not measure up felt like they were alienated, felt like they were forever destined to be outsiders. This was the kind of fighting that brought about serious division. And Paul was challenging this way of thinking. He believed that each individual brings a different set of gifts to the community of faith, and that each of these gifts are intrinsically valuable. No one is any better than another. Everyone needs one another. The various parts of the body are, are very different. They're quite diverse, which is a good thing. But they cannot function apart from the body. Paul was telling the church in Corinth that they are deeply connected to one another through the work of Christ and the Holy Spirit. Paul basically said each of you is already a part of the body of Christ. Treat one another that way and live into that calling. And this is still true in the church today. We have this perpetual need to compare ourselves to others. Certain gifts and abilities are envied over others. If I could just give as faithfully as so-and-so, if I just had the guts to get up front and read in front of the people, if I just had my life together like so-and-so, if I could just have the compassion of Mother Teresa, if I could do any number of things, then I would be who God desires me to be. We constantly feel the need to compare ourselves to others. Even my illustration highlighting Mother Teresa could be divisive. We do not all need to serve lepers across the world, for we all have different gifts and abilities. But central to Mother Teresa's understanding of her place in the body in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Paul makes clear that all spiritual gifts lend themselves towards love. And the greatest of these is love. The gifts are not as important if we do not have love. Paul is basically saying, each of you is already a part of the body of Christ. Treat one another that way and live into that calmness. Some of us compare ourselves to others, thinking at least I'm not like them. While others of us compare ourselves to others, feeling like we could never measure up, or we could never attain their status. The Apostle Paul was saying is that neither of these is correct. We do not need to compare ourselves to others. God has gifted and empowered each of us differently. Last week we talked about it being a measure of the Holy Spirit for the common good. These differences that we have need not divide us, but can bring us together around the table. These differences should help us to love differently to different individuals. The church needs each of us with our diverse gifts and abilities. And each of our gifts Help us to love more faithfully. Paul is basically saying each of us is already a part of the body of Christ. Treat one another that way and live into that calling. And in order to live into that calling, we need humility. Christian author John Bernstein translates humility as 
nothing other than being reduced to a state in which we can claim absolutely nothing before God. Humility is really the face that is worn by those who have been made holy by God. Holiness is not a status. Humility is recognizing that we do not exist on an island, that we are not independent beings, that we are deeply connected to one another, that we are interdependent, that we each have a place within the web of life. Humility is recognizing and acknowledging our place within that web. We need one another in order to exist, survive, and faithfully follow Christ. Basically, what the Apostle Paul was saying when he said each of you is already a part of the body of Christ. Treat one another that way and live into that calling. We must recognize that we are not the body of Christ because of what we have done, but we are the body because of what God has done for us in Christ. In Christ, God has redeemed us. But in Christ, God has also redeemed our sisters and brothers. In Christ, God has given us significant gifts and abilities, but in Christ, God has also given significant gifts and abilities to our sisters and brothers. We are not in competition with our sisters and brothers in Christ. We no longer need to compare ourselves to them because we are a body. We are the body of Christ connected together. How foolish would it look if different body parts began going opposite directions. The Apostle Paul is basically saying that each of us, each of you is already a part of the body of Christ. Treat one another that way and live into that calling. For God has given each of us different gifts and abilities. And because we are each a part of the body, each individual is an indispensable part of the church. Our unity lies within our connection with Christ even though our functions are different. Each member of the body brings something extremely valuable to the community of faith. How would the church look if we only had pastors? Let me tell you, nothing would get done, and there'd be a lot of talking. If you've ever been to a pastor and spouse retreat, that's what happens. Nothing gets done, and there's a lot of talk. How would the church look like if we only had children's worship? You would have a banging children's ministry, right? <laughs> children's church would be awesome. But what else would happen? How would the church look if we only had ushers? Some days I just wish we had one usher, right? But how would the church look if we only had those individuals. We each bring something different to the table. And that is by design. God designed it that way. God created us and said, we are good. The spiritual gifts and abilities that we have are given to us as a gift from God. As we said last week, a manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. We are uniquely made by our unique creator. And we can celebrate the contributions of those different than ourselves. Because God designed it 
that way. Today's passage tells us that we're diverse, but we are united in Christ. God has made us a part of the body. God has gifted us in unique ways. Each of our gifts are there for the common good, to help us learn to love more faithfully. Paul is basically saying, each of you is already a part of the body of Christ. Treat one another that way and live into that calling. Later on in the chapter, the Apostle Paul says, if the foot were to say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. What he was doing, what Paul was doing, he was reminding these argumentative, divided, exclusive people in Corinth not to think any more or less of themselves and their place within the body. Sometimes we think that our gifts are more important than others. However, sometimes the reverse is the case. Sometimes we are told by others that we are not as important as them. Society does this as well, right? Society uh, emphasizes certain values, gifts, and abilities over others. For example, our culture elevates individuals with advanced degrees. But their book smarts might not be any more valuable as someone else's street smarts. Or think about parents who stay at home to take care of their children but are looked down upon because they don't have a real job. And this even extends to our philosophy of education within the school system. Think about the creative programs in schools. What are the first ones to get cut? Arts, music, shops. These things are cut way before science and math. Even our philosophy of education what's more valuable than others. And that the Apostle Paul seems to be challenging that. Because he says each of you is already a part of the body of Christ. Treat one another that way and live into that calling. See, we've often heard the phrase being the hands and feet of Christ. Well, in many ways this phrase does the same thing. It says that the hands and the feet are the most important parts of the body. For no one ever says I am going to faithfully be the armpits of Christ this day. Although Scott, maybe, Scott's raising his hand in the back. Or, today, I will do everything I can to serve as the spleen of Christ. Right? Or maybe, I look upon the esophagus of Christ. Paul actually writes that the members of the body that seem weaker are indispensable. And yet we don't necessarily affirm that. You're either an important hand or a foot who is out serving in the world or you don't matter. And that's what the Apostle Paul is trying to address to the people in Corinth. And I believe that's what his voice is echoing to us today. That each of you is already a part of the body Treat one another that way. And live into that calling. If you've ever felt 
put down or disrespected because you're not doing what other parts of the body of Christ do. But I want you to consider the hyoid bone. The hyoid bone is a small horseshoe-shaped bone that's suspended in the muscles of our neck. It is the only bone in our body that does not connect with any other bone. Instead, the hyoid bone supports the tongue and holds the vocal cords when we speak. In other words, not many people know about this bone, but it is vital in our ability to speak. Well, maybe you aren't in charge of a feeding ministry or a clothing ministry. Maybe you feel tired of having to, to defend yourself when someone wonders what you do with your time. Maybe you feel burnt out and disrespected because people don't appreciate all Without you, then remember that you may be the highway bone in the body of Christ. Not many people have heard of you. Very few people see what you do. You often feel like you're floating out there all alone, not connected to anyone else. But it is because of you that the body of Christ has the ability to speak. Each of you is already a part of the body of Treat one another that way and live into that calling. Therefore, to listen once again to the words of the Apostle Paul, slightly paraphrased, he would say, if the hyoid bone were told, because you are not a hand or foot, you do not belong in the body, then would that make it any less a part of the body? For you do not have to be the hands and the feet of Christ. You can be the hyoid bone or the armpits, or the spleen, or the esophagus, or whatever part of the body of Christ that God has placed you in. Whatever part you play, whatever gifts God has given to you, you are valued. You are needed. You are loved. Your presence among us is Continue using your gifts, your manifestation of the Spirit for the common good, for the sake of life. For the Apostle Paul was basically saying each of you is already a part of the body of Christ. Treat one another that way and live in and so may we not be like the church in Corinth that was experiencing division and hurt. We recognize that we are already the body of Christ. May we treat one another as aspects of the body of Christ, and may we faithfully live into that calling, surrendering our lives to God and partnering with God in the redemption of God's creation. This is we are to be. You are already a part of the body of Christ. Treat one another that way and live in.